0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the 2021 film West Side Story. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen it, just be aware there may be spoilers. Enjoy.
0: in (laughs) podcastia.
1: Rob Gordon, I just met a boy named Rob Gordon. (laughs) I let you sing first that time, I hope you appreciated that. Uh, I did. I know I usually jump in.
0: Um, How how are you on this fine evening?
1: Yeah, I'm not too bad. I worked in an office today with other people. I had to go on a train to get there. And then it, another train.
0: I take it that was truly horrific.
1: It was actually good. The commute was annoying and sort of irritating people all too close to you. But the actual part office part was actually good. Meeting people you'd not met and just talking to people and stuff. Like, you know, we don't talk to people anymore, do we? We're all just looking at our phones and stuff. Staying at home, watching Netflix because of the pandemic and whatever. So it was nice. I take it. You haven't done any of that. No, I for went for a long time. I went
0: to an office once during lockdown, and that was enough for
1: me. Yeah. No, no more for me, please. It's good to it's good to visit sometimes, isn't it? To but rec- you wouldn't want to live there.
0: To recognise how much better you have it, not <laughs> being in an office and being able to work at home.
1: Yeah, it's like Disneyland. You you visit, but you don't want to live there.
0: No, you'd, I mean you'd go bankrupt having to spend all that money on food, wouldn't you?
1: That's true. Yeah. Well, apparently now they have this quite efficient meal system where you get like a card and you can use it in any restaurant or whatever. It's part of the package. But yeah, I think it costs a lot of money. Ah, uh, yes, yes. But you know, the cost of living is going up horrendously. Like oh, everything that people need just to like actually live, like food and shelter and stuff, is all massively inflating all the time. So why? Yeah, probably maybe it wouldn't make that much difference.
0: No. Yeah. Maybe. Uh... Maybe a just entirely internal Disneyland esque situation would be beneficial for all of us.
1: Just turn everything into Disneyland. That's that's a film I'd watch. <laughs> It'd
0: be some kind of horrific dystopia of things slowly becoming more more Disneyland. Yeah. I wake Up one morning and there's just there's there's just Goofy on your street just staring at you out the window like in the birds, and you look yeah, back again just, and just Mickey looking. and Donald have joined him.
1: Yep. And then Pluto. And you shout out the window, Goofy and Pluto, you're both dogs. Why is one of you? Why does one of you do the dog behavior like an actual dog? And why is one of <laughs> you walking and talking? It makes no sense.
0: Different breeds of dog, I suppose.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Everyone knows that beagles can talk and Great Danes just sit there. Yeah, that's the truth. Is, I don't even know. If is, a is, is, that what, is that
0: what Pluto's meant to be? I thought he was a lab.
1: No, I, d- I don't know. He doesn't look like any breed, really
0: google let's let's google this what breed of dog uh is goofy is uh is goofy
1: i reckon he's a beagle because having seen the beagle boys in um in is it in ducktales they're the baddies aren't they and he looks a bit like them
0: yes okay this i'm I, there's no official doesn't it like there's official
1: how could walt disney dare to have died without giving us this vital information <laughs> I'm annoyed at him for passing away.
0: Um Pluto reportedly is a bloodhound or oh, he started as a bloodhound. He's officially a mixed breed dog, but made his made his debut as a bloodhound in the Mickey Mouse cartoon The Chain Gang in 1930. Right. Um whereas Goofy, no one knows. Maybe he's not really a Maybe he's not really a dog.
1: Maybe he's not actually a dog. Maybe he's actually some grotesque sort of (laughs) dog-human hybrid.
0: That's what they all are. That's what all Disney animals are. Apart from Pluto is just a pure dog.
1: Yeah, actually, there's the the experiments of, yeah, some deranged scientist, like in the human centipede. (laughs) And then you've just got Pluto, this happy-go-lucky, lovely dog.
0: Disney is actually a sequel to the island of Dr. Moreau.
1: Yeah. That's all it is. And there'll be some horrible film of it on Disney Plus next year, I don't doubt.
0: This is the official answer from Quora, by the way, which always...
1: Quora is the source of all knowledge.
0: (laughs) Always has accurate (laughs) information.
1: You know the answers on Quora are always legit because it's one of those really annoying websites that forces you to log in to do (laughs) absolutely anything. Exactly. Have you had 10 pop-ups asking you to log in yet? Not yet,
0: no. I'm waiting for them to come up. Um, so someone asked what type of dog breed are Disney characters Goofy and Pluto and then the answer here from Michael Liphart, who is an engineer at quality electrodynamics so you know he's telling the
1: truth (laughs) you know he knows a lot about Disney
0: Um, Pluto is a mutt that is actually accurate uh, according to law so good going so far Um, although he does say the hound dog ears don't work like they actually do in real life and that tail is all fucked up (laughs) (laughs) i think there's something wrong with the knees on his back legs too um i like pluto (laughs) is how we poor pluto (laughs) however goofy here's the official breed for goofy goofy on the other hand is some kind of mix of hound dog and abomination from the nether pits of hell
1: (laughs) see that's what i just said right (laughs) exactly i think not in those exact words
0: the mescaline also probably accurate
1: he's kind of something like a hound dog (laughs) And also something else. That's what that Elvis song was about.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. He was just singing about what the hell is Goofy. It's
1: the question that everyone wants to know. But the Disney Plus, for all its for all its glory, all of the amazing content out there, it can't give us that answer. So I'm I will be canceling my subscription with subscription with immediate effect.
0: Did you see that? Um, there is a new trailer, a debut trailer for the Obi Wan Kenobi TV show.
1: I saw a meme about it today, but I haven't seen the trailer.
0: Once again, I love, oh, it's a Disney Star Wars thing. Is it going to be set on a sandy planet? It is going to be set on the sandy planet. Gosh, imagine that.
1: All <laughs> a sand, sandy planet?
0: All the time. That's all that exists in Star Wars is sand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but so the book of Boba Fett is actually like a book made out of sand. It's
0: a, yeah, the, the sand of Boba Fett.
1: Yeah, um, The Sandalorian, that the was, Sandalorian, a, that was exactly. an annoying show, wasn't exactly. it? He was just a guy made out of sand.
0: The The rise of sand was the final part of the trilogy.
1: <laughs> Come to me on Exegol and sit with me in this sand team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. It did end on a planet where there was no sand, but it still looked like an evil Sith place, so... I'm not giving them any creativity points there. But it did, the final, final scene was back in the sand in that movie, wasn't it? Yeah. So they love that. What's squad. your name,
1: Ray? Ray Sand? <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's your name? Sand, Sandwalker.
1: So have, name? Yeah, Luke Sandwalker. So have have you watched the trailer for the Obi-Wan Kenobi thing?
0: I have. It looks fine. It looks like... Is it a film? Is it a TV series? It's a TV
1: series? series.
0: Ewan McGregor's back, which is nice. It seems uh, as can they a... just
1: make a film so it can be something I can actually watch? <laughs> I can't watch a TV series. I haven't got time. They never think about parents.
0: It's because it's not made for parents. It's made for children. Uh, when geez. when when your young child um, is of age to watch them, you will watch them then.
1: But yeah, by which point, who knows what content will be popular then?
0: It'll, it'll be more Star Wars might have been cancelled. There'll be more sand, all the sand. You'll be really happy with all of the sand content that Disney will put out.
1: It'll um, just be a picture, you know, like how on YouTube there's those fireplaces you can put on, like for ambience. It's just like a picture of a <laughs> fireplace. It's It'll be like that, sad. but with some sand.
0: <laughs> Star Wars mindfulness. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I will say is this is this is a serious point. I'm sorry to get political on this on this podcast, but um Disney as a company has been giving money to um to the 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 backers the sponsors of the don't say gay bill in Florida That's
1: right. Yeah. What the hell
0: is that about? So yeah, so the don't say gay bill is effectively section 28 in the UK but in Florida. And so there'll be no discussions, no ability to access anything relating to LGBTQ plus um content in schools um in response to this um disney ceo bob chapek sent out a memo to staff expressing unwavering commitment to the lbgtq plus community um even though they didn't do anything against the bill and in fact provided funds to the people who were sponsoring it um and basically the message that they put out is we support the lgbtq community as well because we put lgbt characters into our our shows well a a i'd rather you didn't fund bigots <laughs> b you don't put fucking gay characters in your shows you assholes you you yeah. you, you you have a knowing look between two characters for one second you you show off a, a a lesbian kiss in a Star Wars movie for half a second and then spend five times the amount of time on a weird slug man called Flark. Yeah, he's just walking past. You're you're not LGBTQ inclusive Disney. You're you're no. you're trying to save your reputation and trying to give token lip service to this community whilst at the same time giving money to people who are outright damaging it. Uh, the fact that they won't denounce this legislation is is absolutely ridiculous
1: and this new series with gaston and lefou should be like a massive gay romance and it's not going to is it
0: oh of course it's not because they they can't show gay people this this week's this week's podcast episode is brought to you by telling disney to fuck off and cancelling your disney plus subscription
1: after you watch west side story
0: or buy it from another provider do not give disney any money actually
1: buy a dvd buy a dvd of it from steven spielberg himself he's been selling them out the back of his car go go to steven
0: spielberg meet him in the in in the in the car park of what used to be blockbuster yeah whatever it is now you'll find him there make your way
1: past pete davidson trying to sell you a fridge
0: (laughs) he'll be selling you little little cheap copies of west side story on dvd and and he'll he'll have written on them in 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 felt tip pen on the front on a little piece of paper. He'll have done that thing. Do you remember when you used to make mix CDs for someone and you used to fold the paper in a specific way to oh, make
1: it into a little case? I used to love doing that.
0: Yeah, he'll he'll have um, he'll have he'll have loads of those. So just pop down, give him a fiver.
1: And on the back, he'll have drawn that cool S that everyone used to draw on things oh, in the school. Cool S, yeah. Because it's for Spielberg. Yeah. Now we know. Now we know yeah. the secret exactly
0: but this week's film is is <laughs> on Side disney Story, and it's on disney plus
1: um and they're so. pushing it really hard like so i don't know if they have got some kind of rights deal but
0: yeah because it's it's not is it a, is it a disney production or was it um I, I fox or... from
1: the way that it's being it's being marketed it seems like it is but i'm not sure
0: yeah. Let's let's have a little look whether it's whether it's part of the wider Disney conglomerate because now they own
1: literally Well every, everything is somehow. Even we are somehow.
0: Um, I mean yeah okay, yeah, so it's twentieth century Fox. So Okay. Um, is it
1: Disney owns Fox or Fox owns Disney? Disney owns Which one Fox. Is it. Disney owns they right.
0: they own one of my socks. They've just put in a bid for one of my socks. Not the other one yet, but I only assume in the coming months they'll also go for the other sock.
1: Um twentieth century socks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's 20th Century Fox. Um, so, obviously, it's on Disney Plus because now they own that. And they, of course, they had to put out a remake of, of, of um, West Side Story. But of course, this was going on for a long time, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 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 something that Steven Spielberg's wanted to do for ages. And you know me, Paddy, I hate musicals. And yep. this is no exception. I still hated it, but I respected it a lot. <laughs> I respected this the is, hell out of it. This is a, a if you like musicals, this is a really really good one. Um I think Yeah. You know, you know, I I'm I'm not a big fan of them, but this is a a very well-done musical and I think a fine adaptation of the play and a very suitable remake of the original film which is seen rightly as a classic um i I think this does both justice
1: so have you seen the original film? I have, From 61? Yes, yeah. See, I've actually never seen it. Oh, I've only right. ever seen West Side Story on stage.
0: Oh, right. See, I've never seen it on stage, but I have seen the original film.
1: You know, I always meant to get round to it. And I feel like it's on, you know, if you know the story, you know the story. And you know the songs, you know the songs. Because they're songs that everyone knows. Even though none of them are sort of outright musical bangers, are they?
0: No, no. Um, I think... Th- In the same way as them... the songs from
1: Little Shop of Horrors, as we discussed. <laughs>
0: recently <laughs> um I think um America is a banger um to be fair I think that is a genuine absolute beast of a song yeah um but yeah I think you're right it's it's not one of those every every song's a tub thumper um and I mean that both as a as a as a term and as a reference to the song by <laughs> who, who <laughs> <was> it <laughs>
1: Chumba-wumba. Chumba-wumba. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: who apparently are actually quite an interesting band, and that was kind of a one-off hit for them that was unlike any of their other stuff. Yeah,
0: they were kind of like an art punk band, weren't they, Chumbawamba? Um, yeah, they were very much sort of um, like an anarchic band that did a lot of um, you know protesting and things like that. So yeah, they, they yeah they were they were really interesting but then they had that one huge hit that that then defined them with the general sort of pop culture world which is a bit of a shame
1: yeah <laughs> did you ever hear the mashup I made of that song with um, Galway Girl by Ed Sheeran
0: <laughs> yes I did <laughs> um, yeah. that pops
1: into my head unbidden sometimes <laughs> I'll put that in the show notes please
0: do It is. it is truly funny
1: it was made for um, a podcast called Unbreak My Chart which was a very good podcast that didn't last very long where there was um, two music journalists, Laura Snapes and um, Fraser McAlpine used to talk about um, what was in the charts that week but in a really, really good, fun way um, that made the, the. Do you think of people who are that bit older like us sort of around in their 30s or millennials trying to understand what the, the youth were listening to. It was a really, really nice take on that. But yeah, they they there was a comparison that they made between that um, Ed Sheeran song and Tub Thumping, so I went and did the did the mashup.
0: It's truly brilliant. I re- I remember the, the follow up song that they had to jump to um to Tub Thumping, um, also did well. Uh, Amnesia, I think it was called, and that made it into the top ten. I think I remember seeing that on um on uh, on Top of the Pops. Yeah. And to be fair, I think. You know, tub thumping. It's probably, probably made them enough money to to be able to go and do other, um, other other things, which is great.
1: I hope so. Yeah, more power to them if they took that money and used it for anarchic causes. Yes. big fan of that. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so play. the jets
1: get knocked down and they get up again.
0: Apart from one of them who dies. Yeah. Well, two of them. One. One two and a of half. them. He's yeah. Not really, one at the end, is he? Yeah,
1: um, so yeah, you're never quite sure if he actually is a jet or not, because when you're a jet, you're a jet, but when you're not a jet, you're not a jet, as the song goes. Uh,
0: funnily enough, this film originally started off as um, as about transformers. When you're a jet, you're a jet. When you're not a jet, you're a human shaped robot.
1: Yeah, and then Jet Li was in the picture for a while, of course, my main man. <laughs> when
0: you're a jet, you're a jet. When you're a Lee, you're a Lee. Yeah,
1: that's how the song goes. <laughs> <laughs> we should talk um, about a Jet Li film at some point sh- just because it would really be the opposite really of this
0: we really should um, well actually hold on Um, <laughs> there is a there is a Jet Li movie that we could talk about there is um,
1: are we already deciding what we're doing next week at, like <laughs> 10 minutes into I've, this week's episode let's just fucking say it
0: he's in Romeo Must Die which yes is a loose Romeo Must Die Romeo and Juliet much a like, ridiculous film m- Much like West Side Story So fuck it, yeah, we're going to watch Romeo Must Die next
1: Let's go on, yeah, a Romeo and Juliet um, <laughs> trip We Unfortunately, we already talked about Romeo plus Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann film Which is my still, I think, my favourite retelling of it um, that exists on film I mean, yeah, West Side Story is based, based loosely on Romeo and Juliet It's good, it's got nothing on John Leguizamo and the Gun Boys, has it?
0: No, no, it's true. It doesn't. It does not. Um, yeah. Well, you're lucky because I was going to choose a truly awful movie next to spite you for making me watch a musical that's two and a half oh, good. hours long. So,
1: do I get to know what it what it was? No, because going save it.
0: I'm going to hold it in my back pocket for when I need to unleash it.
1: You keep your stupid movie in your pocket. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. Um, so oh well, yeah, now no, I'm excited been, to watch Romeo Must Die. Romeo Must Die <laughs> so I've not seen that movie in years.
1: I think it was that was like in about year nine or year ten. Everyone's like, "Oh, someone got a VCD." It's like, "Oh my God, have you seen Romeo Must Die?" It's so cool. It's got all this fighting and stuff and jet Li, Oh my God, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Even though we knew it was totally ridiculous. <laughs>
0: There's nothing wrong with being totally ridiculous, um, yeah. but
1: okay. Well, now we know what we're doing like, next week.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about West Side Story. So, things I really liked about this movie: the choreography is spectacular. The dance scene in the in the um, gym in the school gym is absolutely phenomenal. I don't know how they managed to get that so cohesive, yet also feeling so chaotic at the same time. Truly, because it felt
1: claustrophobic as well, didn't it? A lot of those shots—they were like you heard—they have crammed a lot of people into that shot,
0: and they're all doing perfectly. But you're still just like this is absolute chaos. My my brain cannot understand what's going on in this scene properly. It's just truly spectacularly done. Um, I thought the performances were great as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked the little tweaks here and there. So um, anybody's rather than a tomboy. Um, talking about them as a as a trans man, um, played by non-binary actor um, Iris Menace, I thought was a really mm. nice switch-up and actually added... I know I'm going to get called a soy boy beta cuck for this, but I think it actually adds a lot more context and power to the character from the original.
1: Yeah, it does. But at the same time they didn't try to make out like it was some massive thing either yeah exactly so you it, know it was it, course, it was inclusive and and respectful i thought no
0: no one turned around and said you're 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 a trans man you're still a woman my name's jk rowling um <laughs> no one no no one no one turned around and did that It 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 felt natural in the plot but instead it added this Depth to a character that previously didn't have any, and I really thought they did it very, very well. Um, so kudos to to everyone involved in that decision. Because yeah, I thought that was really well done.
1: You know, whilst also setting the film in the fifties when the original was set and making it feel authentic, yes, right?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think it was was really well done
1: because you could have gone down the route of trying to set it now, couldn't you? You you could have Spielberg could have set it in any era and probably pulled it off. But what he was trying to do was, I think, very respectful to the source material, to the play and to the original film and saying, this is my remake. It's not some massive statement out there retelling for the 21st century. It's my remake.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, it is it is incredibly respectful to the original work. And I think but I think it makes enough changes to make it feel like more than just a pastiche to what came before it. Um, where absolutely and is... if this
1: came out now and you weren't aware of the context you'd be like yeah this is good
0: yeah you, you 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 couldn't you you don't need to have seen the original film or to have seen a stage production to understand this movie at all it does a perfect job of telling that story um in in a way that's accessible um i think you get the right emotion out of every scene which is Something that's very rare with musicals, where they're doing serious scenes, and you're just like, "Yeah, but it's still some guy fucking jumping about a stage
1: doing ballet." It's still the 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 oldest teenager in the world. Did you just insult <laughs> ballet as a as a I'm whole gonna thing? I'm going to insult everything.
0: No, I di- I, di- I don't mean that as a as an insulting thing. But you know how a lot of musicals they don't manage to convey serious things through dance numbers and through music. They'll 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 set it all up in the stage before in dialogue and then they'll have a banger of a song but it won't necessarily feel like a continuation of that seriousness um uh, you our, you leave
1: les miserables staying <laughs> russell crow alone
0: <laughs> i was gonna bring up our man andrew lloyd weber here as someone yeah. who, who consistently fails to do that
1: the phantom of the opera is here we don't know why. A
0: cheesy song. <laughs> um, but here, I think it really got the, the, the seriousness and the danger and the stakes through. I think the chief example of that is when um, our boy Tony, um, our mate Tony down pub. My man, my, my main Tony, man, Tony, uh, Tony the Tiger. When, when he's trying to get the, the, the gun off Riff, that whole dance scene on the destroyed bridge Mm. is oh it's so well done it's truly truly fantastically done and you get that desperation and you get the the importance of this scene in their relationship in the emotions in the stakes of the story and it's oh it's brilliantly done really brilliantly done
1: yeah, I appreciated the dance. It was beautiful beautiful to watch. And I think a lot of that stuff is apparent in the the source material as well. And when, you know, when West Side Story first came out, it was darker than anything that had been done in musical theater um up until that point. You know, most musical theater had been sort of quite light-hearted, I think. Um not that i'm an expert on the history of musical theatre but my understanding is that when west side story came out it was really praised for that the having those darker elements and dealing with dark things and portraying crime in a way that was very very real actually and to do that you know and have someone clicking their fingers all the time or throwing in a pirouette or with an oboe farting in the background for literally two and a half hours you know is a real achievement isn't it
0: yeah yeah it's um it is it is something different um and i still think it's something different to this day you don't find many many musicals that manage to do this kind of thing and it's one of the reasons why you know i i was so listeners if you didn't understand i was being a bit tongue-in-cheek about hating all musicals um, I've made you watch a lot of them I, up I to this point. 19, to be fair, I hate ninety nine percent of musicals. <laughs> no, that, I, <laughs> I, 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 when it comes to musicals, it has to be specific ones that I I like. And West Side Story, the original film from the sixties, is one that I think is is a standout musical musical film. Um, and I think this is a, a really great one as well. Um, and and again, it is because of that scope. It's because of the way that it does something different. That it tells something that's still challenging um i think there's a kind of tonal shift in this one as well where the the there's always been the racism element of west side story it's always been a very yeah. very prominent part of the tale but here it's it fundamentally feels, about race it is it is but here it feels much more like a like a boiling pot that's about to tip over and makes the racism of the white characters a lot more prominent and a lot more difficult to handle than in than in previous iterations of it.
1: Yeah, and while still maintaining the fact that it's mostly from their point of view. Yeah. You you get a lot of scenes from the Puerto Ricans as well, but it's essentially told from the Jet's point of view, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty much. It is Tony's story. Our 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 stupid stabby boy Tony. Um, yeah,
1: but he was trying to get clean, man. He was trying
0: to. Get, he was trying to to live a clean, happy life. He just so happened to stab someone to death. <laughs> happens to the best of <laughs> us, Tony. Don't worry.
1: That's what happens in every Shakespeare play. <laughs> Midsummer Night's Dream.
0: Yeah, every, every, every if it's if it's a Shakespeare play, ironically, the only one that doesn't have someone being stabbed to death is Hamlet. No, that's a complete lie. Everyone
1: yeah, <laughs> get stabbed to death in Hamlet. Someone gets stabbed to death in every Shakespeare play. It's just that in the histories, it's a stabbing from history. In the comedies, it's funny. In the tragedies, it's not.
0: Yeah, it's in the in the comedies, it's a oh, uh, I've fallen on a carrot and it stabbed me in the eye. <laughs> that's that's what happens to Bottom
1: in yep. in, in Midsummer bottom. Night's Dream. That's a funny name.
0: <laughs> I mean, it is, it is inherently a funny name. Um, what's your favourite Shakespeare? I don't think we ever talked about that. Oh,
1: I don't know. Um, Much Ado About Nothing is very good. We've no. been meaning to talk about the one with Keanu Reeves in it, haven't we? Oh, yes. We'll yeah. get around to that at some point, but that's one I enjoy a lot. Oh, um, the, the Winter's Tale, I really like from a, as a kind of pastoral one. I think that has mm. a really nice sort of emotional depth to it. Um, Antony and Cleopatra's very good, the historical ones. All the King ones are a bit boring, aren't they?
0: Yeah, the the real-life histories, nah, no time for that bullshit. Yeah. Much like in real life, I don't care for biopics.
1: <laughs> yeah, same, N- don't, don't like biopics, don't like musicals.
0: <laughs> I only like shooty-shooty bang-bang films. You don't
1: really like films, unless I they've got films. Rob Schneider in I them.
0: I hate, hate, hate films. For me, um, I I do love Macbeth. Sorry to be a generic boy.
1: Oh, of course you do. Yeah,
0: but Macbeth is fantastic. That the folk horror element of the witches, that dark magic, destiny being twisted and perverted by people's actions. Um, The and it's Scottish. And it's Scottish. It's, it is it is fantastic, but I also, I love The Tempest, and no one talks about The Tempest.
1: No, The Tempest it's, is good to be up there for me.
0: It's great. It's got a big storm that crashes a boat. It's got a weird monster man on an island. It's got a wizard. It's got love. It's got everything. Got a bit of everything, does Tempest.
1: Yep. Well, if there's a wizard in it, I'm well. going to like it.
0: <laughs> precisely. Precisely. So yeah, where's, where's our 1950s retelling of The Tempest?
1: My uh, my son said the other day that he wants to be a wizard when he grows up. Oh, so. brilliant.
0: Is that is, is that feeding into his love of pumpkins and magic?
1: A little bit, but mainly I don't think he really knows what a wizard is. But the other day he put on my hoodie and obviously because I'm a very large man and he's a tiny child, it's really long on him like a wizard's cloak. So he was running around and laughing and I said, you look like a wizard. And then that, so he was running around shouting, I'm a wizard, I'm a wizard. Um, and then the other day, uh, just yeah, completely separate to that, we were talking about, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? When you grow up? And he just said a wizard out of nowhere.
0: Oh, perfect. I mean, running around wearing a robe is a perfect reason to want to be a wizard. <laughs>
1: Which, yeah, happens in most of Shakespeare plays that feature a wizard as well.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but there's no but not, wizards. But not in West Side Story, unfortunately. There are no wizards in West Side Story.
1: Wizard Side Story.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what we want. Where's the magic version of West Side Story?
1: Yeah, Spielberg, you could have done something really interesting here. Oh, and, you, and you did. No, it's, it, it's good, isn't it? It's 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 technically brilliant isn't it it? it, that's a lot much of the critical reception i think has been along the same lines of what we're thinking here um of which is that yeah it's really it's technically brilliant it's cinematically brilliant there's everything about it is good but it's it's difficult to to love isn't it
0: yeah i think i think that's the right thing is because I mean it's such a well-known story and the original film version has been so widely seen apart from by you. I think you're yeah, the only person apart from in the by world me. that's not seen it.
1: Maybe I have. Maybe it was on at school once. Maybe, maybe. Like you know the story so well. So maybe I have seen it, but my only real memories of it are from stage productions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's such a well-known story and like i said it doesn't change much it's that tonal shift that little bit of focus more on the race element a little bit more of a focus on the 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 structure the capitalist side of things how actually the real enemy of this movie is capitalism Um uh, yeah like in real life um <laughs> but uh but it's 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 that slight shift but apart from that, it is incredibly faithful to the original. And so, yes, this is a technical marvel. It's brilliantly put together. It's excellently performed, wonderfully directed. But is there anything there to really hook you in a way that the original doesn't? Yeah, That's and the
1: challenge. At points, you, you're thinking all of, that, all of that stuff. You're aware of all of that stuff, but you're, stuff, but you're looking at it and thinking, am I enjoying this? Did you feel that at some points where you just sort of disconnected and went, am I actually enjoying watching this?
0: Yeah. Um, am I am I appreciating this in the same way that I appreciate other versions of West Side Story or is it just the admiration of the way that it's put together? Yeah. That's, that's the real
1: challenge. And I, I think parts of it were a bit dour, especially, you know, the the colour palette and the, the way it was shot in parts came across... A, Bits of it seemed quite dark to me. I don't know if maybe I just didn't have the brightness on my phone up. Because obviously I was watching it as as Steven Spielberg <laughs> intended on my phone on the train. Yeah. But um, yeah, bits of it were quite dark and dour. Yeah. That's
0: how every director wished for their movies to be watched. I think there was a deliberate variation in colour palette in this movie. Um, if I could direct you to look at IMDb go to the photo gallery and just notice the contrast right if you let me know when you're there and you're looking at photos and you see what i mean
1: imdb west side story 2021 99 plus photos there's a lot of photos on here
0: there's apparently 473 photos
1: yeah, I I see what you mean. Yeah, some some bits were really colorful like the scene in the gym and then others were like yeah, all of the stuff that was in the sort of ruined buildings seemed very dark and dour to me. Yeah.
0: And I, and and I think that was a deliberate decision to do it that way. I mean, of course it was a deliberate decision, but I think there was this very defined choice to make the positivity and the fabricated idea of what America is and what America could be as this bright palette. So when they're dancing in the streets in their bright dresses, when they're there at the, um, at the gym where it's meant to be a let's have a dance where we're all together and we forget about our differences. Well, how can yeah. people actually forget about well, the here? Yeah. when the police are there, when one side is racially abusing the other, when we all live in poverty? Um, it's all a fabrication. Um, The idea of America as a fabrication and then you've got the gritty, darker side, which is the real-world events of we live in ruins, we're trapped here, let's stab each other. Um, And so I think, yeah, it is is a darker movie in terms of literally the way it looks, but I think that's a very deliberate choice to try and bring the themes of it to light more in a visual perspective rather than just through storytelling.
1: Yeah, and again... I appreciate that, and I respect that, and I can see how that's technically brilliant. But at times, it was just not easy on the eye.
0: Yeah, yeah, particularly if you're watching it on a phone and you've got the glare.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the opening <laughs> shot <laughs> is like a really long shot coming down over the like ruined buildings. I was like, this looks like Moon or something. <laughs> yeah, I was like, have yeah. I selected the right film?
0: <laughs> have you gone on? You've gone on Dark Side of the Moon story.
1: Oh, wasn't that a um, Transformers movie? <laughs>
0: Dark of the moon. And
1: suddenly Shia LaBeouf appeared and did a pirouette.
0: <laughs> I want to be driving Bumblebee. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway, right, so West Side Story. Um yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that's the real challenge is this movie is is a marvel, but it's and it's been made with heart, but that uh, and And that heart and that love is recognisable, but it doesn't necessarily translate from admiration into seeping into your veins.
1: No. And it's also very long as well. It's over two and a half hours. And if, if you're not completely invested in it, then, and if you're not completely grabbed by it, then it just is going to drag at that length, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And, and to be fair, the original movie is only a little bit shorter than this one. Yeah. But it, it does feel... They're about the same length. I think it's only a few minutes in it. Um, and
1: you shouldn't feel when you're adapting something that was originally made for the stage to be that length that you have to cut it down. No. And, you know, this no. is probably still shorter than most punchy-punchy-shooty Marvel movies, so...
0: Yeah, I mean, what did what did uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League end up at? It was, like, four hours, wasn't it?
1: I don't care. I think
0: um but but yeah so so it, it is a long movie but it also feels long i yeah. think, is the other thing and I think part of that is the nostalgia of the original kind of washes over you in a way because it is very, very early 60s. Yeah,
1: um, even if you don't necessarily love the original, original, it's still going to feel like a nostalgic piece, isn't it? Because the songs are so well known and the influence that it has had on musical theatre and musical film even is, is very apparent, isn't it? You sort of know that through osmosis, don't you? So you're going to get yeah. that nostalgic hit either way.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: There's a through line from this through to Dear Evan Hansen, for example. <laughs> Which we talked about before. Did you, did you know there is a link actor wise? Is there a link? So, the guy who plays Riff in this um, is called Mike Feist. I hope I've pronounced that correctly. And he was the original Connor the Sad Boy in the stage production on Broadway. Oh, so, if you listen to the Broadway cast recording, it's him. And when wow. he started singing as Riff, I recognized his voice from that. Ah. He's got really, really excited. good voice. Um. And gave a great performance as Riff. I thought he stole yeah, the show I, for me. Actually, he, he
0: was he was great. I think there was two people who were fantastic. No offense to Ansel Elgort, who's fine as Tony. Tony is he's okay. A, he's just a bit. He's a wet milk. Boy. Yeah, he's wet milk. Um, and Maria is Maria. There's
1: wet milk for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but I think um yeah Mike Faced as Riff is is great but also um Ariana DeBose as mm. Anita I think she is brilliant as Anita in this.
1: Yeah and she is um, rightly so she garnered most of the critical praise. Yeah. I think most yeah. people have been lukewarm on Ansel Elgott and I agree.
0: Yeah he's he's fine but he's not he's not the best part of this movie whereas I think those two really
1: really drive it. He was the baby Um, driver, wasn't he? He was the baby driver. We haven't talked about that film, have we?
0: We have not talked about that film. Um, I saw that in the cinema. He was baby driver. He was also in uh, Divergent, which was one of those movies that's a bit like... um,
1: it's a bit like the Hunger Games. They're, they're based on a series of five books for teens that yeah, are quickly made into lots of films. Teenage sci-fi
0: dystopia about love. Another yeah. one of
1: those. Um I've seen I've seen one or two of them and they are not good.
0: Um yeah, it's it's what, insurgent, divergent and observant. Resurgent <laughs> observant. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever the other one is. Um <laughs> So, so yeah.
1: I think the um, books are, are meant to be quite good. But oh, the, are they? Yeah, the films were... Yeah.
0: But, but, yeah, I, th- I think those two are the real great performances here. And I, I'm really excited to see um, what else she's going to be in. Because I think she got started and she's in Hamilton and stuff like that, isn't she? Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited. She's going to be in the Craven the Hunter movie.
1: What's that? So
0: Craven the Hunter is a Marvel... Hero slash antihero.
1: Okay, um, that sounds like a video game from the nineties. That sounds like something I should know.
0: <laughs> he occasionally crops up in like Spider Man and stuff like that. He wears leopard print lycra trousers and a big fur coat. He's a Chad,
1: <laughs> um, like, like um, Jason Derulo in cats. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so rum tum tugger, but a superhero.
0: Genuinely, look up Craven the Hunter right now.
1: Okay. In fact, no. Hold on. Let me. Let me Craven the, the hunter. So. Oh, with Get a K. Oh, it's that guy. I recognise his that face. Fella. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Jason Derulo from Cats, yeah. like you said. <laughs> um. So yes. Yeah, Craven so the
1: hunter is a curious cat. <laughs> 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 so, We've had a lot so of good songs today.
0: <laughs> we we really have um so yeah so so she's going to be in that as calypso i have no idea who calypso is i assume one of the characters from it yeah Um, russell crowe's also going to be in it and um craven the hunter's going to be played by aaron taylor johnson yeah um who is a who is a person he's been in movies he was he was kicking ass and being john lennon
1: i recognize his face but i can't tell you from where
0: um he's you'll have seen him in in various things over the years um so yeah i hope he wears that very specific outfit um but (laughs) but yeah so 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 yeah their performances are really good um i and and like you said i think they really drive this movie um and and help it be they help it feel more authentic they give it some of that passion that it kind of lacks um and just really help it um help it come along. And I think part of the reason why I feel as though the second half well not the second half, because this movie's so bloody long that it's not really <laughs> the second half, but the last 40 minutes or so um or, or last 50 minutes or so kind of lose their way is that after old um Riff dies. He plays yeah. his last Riff. Um after he's gone it kind of dwindles a bit because you're then left on the Emotion of Ansel Elgort. And it
1: yeah, it's all him. It's him crying for the rest of the film. Yeah, it with a little doesn't bit doesn't of Rita Moreno thrown in. Who yeah. does a great song, and obviously she was in the original, so that's really cool.
0: Yes, yeah, and it is really nice to have her back. That that continuation between the two, um, and and yeah, but but it it, it does lack a little bit um, in the second half.
1: It starts the to the feel funereal, doesn't it?
0: Yes, yeah, and obviously it leads up to what everyone knows is going to happen and it happens the end Yeah, everyone's sad because a
1: murderer died (laughs) yeah
0: which uh, I know that sounds mean but I do think it's not a good message for kids is it I mean in the long term this motherfucker did just murder your brother in a moment of rage
1: yeah and you were going to run away with him
0: yeah maybe maybe it's for the best you're not with old fleshy face murder boy yeah, and that's that's the real message of this movie, is
1: don't date if, murderers. <laughs> don't
0: date murderers,
1: yeah, because they'll probably get murdered by someone else.
0: Don't fall in love with someone after you've met
1: them once. Yeah, that's the thing. The whole thing happens over the span of like two days, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, can I can I also give a shout out to our main man Corey Stoll as Lieutenant Shrank? <laughs> yep, um, who plays the evil cop in a very good way. Um I I like Corey Stoll. He's very good in everything that I've seen him
1: in. Yeah, he's stomping about and being moody.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um and uh, yeah, doing doing a perfectly good job of being a a bad policeman.
1: Yeah, um, being being intimidating and, and you know getting across the fact that you know they can't trust the cops, but the cops are very much involved. You know, it's not like they do a crime they go down. It's much more complicated than that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Exactly, because the ultimate exactly. problem is capitalism, as you say. Yeah,
0: the, the ultimate problem is is racism and capitalism, and that's that's what's causing this powder keg. Um, is is these people being trapped, um, and and being mistreated by by the world yeah and so so yeah it's 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 good, it's not great, but it is good, and it's very well put together and God damn, like I said, do I respect this movie for the way that it is being created,
1: yeah. And, you know, fair play to Spielberg. I don't think he's done a musical before. He's managed to get to age 75 without doing a musical. <laughs> I was just looking through his filmography, but I don't think he's done one. Jaws. Jaws is a Jaws. musical. Oh, of course, the shark does the big song, doesn't it? <laughs> da, 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 da. I'm a big shark. I am going to come and eat you. Oh. That's how it goes.
0: <laughs> That's exactly how it goes. Jewel, the movie about a uh, singing truck. Yep. Um... Yeah, Indiana Jones. That was a musical, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking through this now. Yeah, I don't recognise any of these as musicals. What One thing that is really interesting about Steven Spielberg is how rarely he misses.
1: Yeah. You look through his filmography and it's all, like, huge, huge films that are really good, like, box office smash mega hits.
0: Yeah, like, even even the ones that are... Not very good, still managed to pull in the audiences. Oh, yeah. Although, right, interestingly,
1: right. West Side Story appears to have bombed at the box office, or at least to have not made its money back, which is maybe why it's come to Disney Plus relatively rapidly from having a cinematic release. But these, we live in weird times. If this was yeah. like, <laughs> Even, yeah, if this was pre-Covid, you would have made loads at the cinema. If this was like the mid-2000s, before there was any streaming, this would have made a billion dollars at the box office.
0: Yeah, let me tell you why this didn't do very well. A, there's a killer virus on the loose. B, it's in the age where streaming services are readily available. C, it's two and a half hours long and it's a musical. Yeah. (laughs) And audiences have kind of changed a little bit. And so if you're thinking, mm, do I want to potentially catch a virus that will kill me and my family to go and sit through in a two and a half hour long remake of an old musical, people probably aren't going to take that risk.
1: No, I'd rather sit through Zack Snyder's Justice League or whatever.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather watch Goth Batman, or which apparently is really good. People, people genuinely say it's a, a fantastic movie.
1: Is it? Movie. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy for Robert Pattinson,
0: and and our our moon-faced boy. What's his name?
1: Oh, Paul Dano. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Dano. Yeah,
0: apparently he's very good as well.
1: Maybe I will have to watch it. Um,
0: so yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch that when it comes to streaming services. Yeah, um, the Batman. I don't think I'm going to go to the cinema to watch it, um, but apparently it is. It is very very good and very different from the other Batman movies as well, which is nice.
1: Yeah, well, I'm about to become a father for the second time, so I think I'll be going to the cinema again in probably about five to ten years' time. So, (laughs) they'll be showing the Batman Five by then, probably. Yeah, yeah. The The, Batman Batman. Returns. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Batman. The. It's German for the Batman.
0: (laughs) What's it gonna be? They've done Batman, of course. They've done The Dark Knight. They've now done The Batman. A Batman. Bat- some bat- Batman. Some <laughs> Batman.
1: Some Batman. Some Batman. Yeah. Yes.
0: Some Batman. That's what it's going to be when when your when your children are, are are big enough to to be going to the cinema
1: regularly. Yeah. Come on, kids, let's go see some like- Batman. <laughs>
0: Papa Paddy, can we go see some Batman, please?
1: I'll be like, what? what is this nonsense? What
0: is this? Back in my day, there was a singular Batman.
1: There was a singular Batman, Prince did the soundtrack, and it was sexy. <laughs> You'll never understand.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um. <laughs>
1: but yeah, yes to the Batman.
0: So, so the one thing I'd point out is apparently it's made 73.7 million against a 100 million production budget. Obviously that's not yeah. considering could be worse. All the marketing and everything, but it's not that bad and I think they have shifted it over to streaming services early. Um so I think they'll be anticipating um anticipating getting some of that money back in terms of estimated people signing on to to Disney Plus and things like that, not that they should. Um, let this movie be a box office bomb. As yeah. good as it is <laughs> for the good of the world.
1: Oh yeah, for um, sure.
0: But yeah, it cause it 'cause it when did it when did it come out? It only came out in, in December.
1: December or, yeah.
0: Yeah. So it is a pretty quick shift to to um to streaming services in the grand scheme of things. Um so, um, so yeah, so it's so it's yeah, it's it's good. It is good, though. I, I If you like musicals, you're going to like this.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you'll know the songs, that's the thing. The songs are very, very well known, and when you hear them, you do feel that swell of emotion, because they are sung really well, so you can hopefully connect with the songs, even if you're not like a massive musicals person. Bits of it, I think, will still stir you. It did for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. One thing I'd like to point out that's interesting is... The portrayal of race in this movie, I know there's been some criticism about the way that Puerto Ricans have been been represented in it. Um, although casting is a lot better <laughs> than most <Yeah. laughs> films, which is good. Um, which I think is interesting. Um, and one I was reading up and it was quite fascinating actually because um the um they mentioned the Egyptian king gang as a gang that they fight off. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I'll look them up. And actually they were a real gang around at that time. All right. Um, that, that killed, 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 killed a few people here and there. They were all, you know, teenagers, much like, much like the gangs in West Side Story. Um, and what's interesting was that actually um, there's a, a there's there's an obvious lack of black people in this movie about new york yeah. <laughs> in the 1950s um and what they are saying was that when the original was written uh when the original play was written um it was actually written about the the writer's experiences of gangs in los angeles yes. and and california rather than new york and then they just shifted it over to new york instead but didn't relate that back to <laughs> what the population looked like in these places or um or what the what the makeup was of these gangs in these areas in real life and i found that really interesting to read about about the you know this isn't a you know this this isn't a a a clear representation of what things were like in new york at this time
1: no and you know they, they were trying very much to be conscious of of racism and race but ultimately trying to tell a musical love story right
0: Yes, yeah, um, and so uh it's it's set in what was historically a black neighborhood,
1: yeah, but
0: there's no black people in it, which I think is like, okay, maybe they could have thought about a way around this um but but, yeah, like you said, this is a a musical romantic tragedy more than anything else. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It, I think representation is important, and I think it's interesting that they they did some things well in terms of representation, but they failed in other areas.
1: Yeah, which is un- understandable, isn't it? I mean, it's it's difficult to do when you've got this source text that is so well known. You you've got you've got the jets, you've got the the sharks, and they they have established racial backgrounds, don't they? And the story focuses on that. I mean it would seem tokenistic perhaps to try and shoehorn in like a black gang or something.
0: Yeah. I I think that's the problem is there between a rock and a hard place. Aren't they with, with, um, with West side story is everyone knows the story. Everyone knows the characters. Everyone knows the structure of the, the, the setting. Um, One thing they could do is just set it in LA instead. If they do another remake in 50 years time. Um, to to avoid that kind of thing, or tell an entirely new story, which would be interesting.
1: Well, yeah, that's always an option. <laughs> Original stories rather than remaking something is, is always on the table, right?
0: Uh, as radical as it sounds, you can write new stories. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think you're right in that, you know, that the, they were always going to be criticized for this kind of representation because there are things wrong with it. But equally, if you're remaking West Side Story, there's only so much you can do with it without it not becoming west side story anymore is there anything else you want to say about the west side of the story
1: um no i don't think so i i enjoyed it it's it's well worth a watch you know if if you've got the time it's probably a good saturday night film if you absolutely detest musicals you might struggle with it but it's it's cinem- it's a cinematic masterpiece there's there's bits about it that that yeah as i said are a bit dour and a bit dark and it sort of drags a bit but it's it's well worth seeing, and you know it it is Spielbergian, and therefore it is it is good and worth your time.
0: Yeah, the the competency of direction here is well worth watching. Um, as I'm, as you're all very aware, it's extremely I'm, competent. I'm I'm not a I'm not a musical person, but this movie is worth watching if you're a fan of cinema in general. Just to witness the the complexity of what they've created here is really fascinating, um, and the songs are bangers, and the performances are good. Um, but yeah, if you're not, if, if you're not an, if you're an out and out hater of musicals, you might struggle. Um, it's yeah, but it is really well made, really well made film.
1: Yeah. And, you know, an interesting one to be talking about now and of something that is current, which is good. Yeah. So now we're going to wind the clock back about 20 years to Romeo must die. (laughs) When did that come out?
0: I think it was literally the year 2000. Oh, wow. Romeo
1: must die. Oh yeah, yeah, two thousand, you're right. So yeah, that's back to our, our yeah, to our territory.
0: <laughs> yeah, we go we keep getting brought back to the year two
1: thousand. Ninety nine two
0: thousand, that's our <laughs> yeah. I'm um, right, so how are we gonna how are we gonna rate this bad boy?
1: Um let's see. How many jets are in your gang? That's easy, isn't it? When you're a jet, you're a jet, and how many jets are a jet?
0: When, how, how many jets can a man walk down <laughs> seven um seven uh, for Eight. me for me it is uh, uh thirteen jets this is a competently made very well put together movie but it's 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 not it's it it's a little bit soulless i think is the is the problem
1: yeah i'll 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 go you know one higher and give it a fourteen you know which is you know fourteen out of twenty. 7 out of 10. It's it's very very competent doesn't quite reach the dizzying heights of you know what's an amazing film but it's it's yeah it's it's solid for sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we've, we've already decided what we're talking about next week, so all that remains is for us to say thank you. We really, really appreciate you listening, tuning in. I hope you enjoyed West Side Story, or if you haven't gotten and watched it yet, please do. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Big Boys Don't Pod. You can email us, BigBoysDon'tCryPodcast at gmail.com. There's a link in our show notes to where you can give us money. And we'll be back next week to talk about Romeo Must Die. <laughs> Bye.